johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. folks here we go another edition of sports insider radio coming to you from las vegas brian blessing glad to be with you you can check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com you can get all of john and mike at 800-209-1679 after a couple week hiatus i'm excited to see what our friends will bring to the table john does the weekly homework assignment He's got numbers that will just wow you, make your jaw drop. I wonder if he's still been doing the homework assignment in our little brief absence. Let's find out. John and Mike, the boys. Hi, fellas. How you doing? Good to be back with you. We're glad you're back. Did you have a good vacation? Yes, indeed I did. A little golf, a little beach. You know, created shade on the beach. Did my part. Now, who were you? Uh, did you have uh, the war? I'm glad you had a good time, but let me ask you. Sometimes it's just common sense. Like, if you're going to ever just make a play with an absence of information, you take a shot with the Warriors to not get to, not, not to, to have some life. So, for all those people that, you know, we always are betting the business tutorial that we did four years ago, it stands the test of time. It's not what you bet, it's when you bet. Those late guys, you know, that line moved. From literally, what was it, Mike? It moved from three points down to one point. Right. I mean, it, it moved up to 
the actual Raptors being a dog at home getting one and a half. Right. So, you know, this goes back to the same old scenario. Were you involved in that game the other day? Uh, Listen, the the Warriors made sense, and now it gets really interesting. Well, that's what I was – you were asking me about numbers. I'm going to give you one set of numbers. There's officially, we can all agree, one game left in the NBA season. Yes. What do you think, Brian – Two games left. Well, let's see. Ah, there you go, Mike. Ah, There you go, Mike. At a point. Hey, that was a Freudian Freudian slip. Is that like a a secret way of... Listen, you guys got to pick up the phone and make the call. Don't listen to any mistakes I say on the radio. 1-800-209-1679. Mike pounced on that one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he did. What do you think, either one of you can chime in, is the favorite dog record with two games possibly remaining this uh, season. I know it was really close when we did this a few weeks ago. So, what do you think? Uh, I, 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 it didn't tell me. No drama. It's close. It's it's ridiculous. 40, 648 and, and, and 644. <laughs> Get out. Favorites covered by four games. That's amazing. 19 pushes. The exact record, 648, 644. And 19 with an actual record against a spread of 50.15%. That's pretty hard to So when you tell me you're going to beat the books at this game without the abs- with an absence of information or an edge, you're crazy. Because these guys, you can literally flip the coin. You're going to hit it 50% of the time. It, and listen, it in the totals, 651 and 647 49.85% to the over. That's right. It is remarkable, really. I mean, and the, the the crazy thing is, you've been rattling these numbers off all year long, and, and it never really altered itself, did it? Never really altered itself. Same thing in the NFL season. It was a 50-50 split. And again, so if you're out there and you're somebody coming from the financial markets or you're somebody that's looking for sports betting in a new legal state as an alternate form of investment, understand you're not, you will go 50% if you're extremely disciplined in flipping your coin. So again, if you have a quarter, you want to flip that quarter, you know, you're just as good as the bookmaker. You'll go 50%. The secret to this success is money management. It's knowing which games to bet bigger, which games to bet smaller, variating your wagers, and people always say to me all the time, and this is the thing, Brian, we've been doing this show for over four years, people call here every day, they get Michael on the phone, they say, what's your win-loss percentage? Guys, betting the same amount of money on every game is a losing proposition if you have to go up against professional line makers that are literally keying in on a four-game, 50%. So, the juice... I'm not going to figure it out, but we know it's a lot. You bet 1,300 games, the juice alone will eat you alive. And so, you know, again, every day I think we do this radio show. They're archived online. People still call them the first question. Always, Brian, what's your win-loss percentage? With taking into account no other factor. It's just a bad way to bet. You know, Michael, it, it, those numbers that he spits out, I mean, it, it's fun and we talk about it, but, but it, it's truly remarkable. Uh, both sides and totals. Yeah, I mean it, it's good for the for the public and for the the gambler or a new beginner better because now that it's legalized in eleven states, it listens and understands that trends and statistics do matter. But what we've had the most success with this summer, uh, particularly in baseball, playing less is more. 
we we play a very limited amount of games. We limit our exposure, and we have this math model that's hitting extremely well for the last seven weeks, right, John? Yeah. Hey, listen, real quick, and not to interrupt on Mike's uh, uh, baseball, but I just I did the math: six hundred and forty-eight games, one ten to win a hundred. You win sixty-four thousand eight hundred. 644 games to win 100, you lose $70,840. So if you're listening out there, you won four games more than you lost at betting 110 a game, you lost $6,040 in VIG on the season with a four-game edge. So that, that should be a little awakener to anybody out there betting the same amount on each game. Go ahead, Mike, continue. Hey, well, also, I want to chime in. We've been John has been preaching this particular one system. It just happens to be in our backyard. Um, and I know he said this many a time, so if it's a new listener listening today or somebody that follows us week after week, when the Orioles are a favorite, bing, bing, they don't lose. doesn't happen often, Brian. It actually happens never. But today they're a favorite. <laughs> I think the last time it happened was a Wednesday we were on there. So they're, they're at, so when we had the riots in Baltimore. So, so, so for so somebody doesn't call me on my 800 number and tell me I'm putting out false information on the airwaves, the record of Baltimore right now as a favorite is they are 1-1. One one. So, okay, no harm done. You're, you're down a little probably 10 cents in VIG. You're 1-1 one one, while as a dog you're 19-44. and 44. So I, I like those odds in my favor. They've only been a favorite two times this season and that's it till tonight this is game number three coming off a streak a big one game winning streak Brian because they've won one game in a row and uh, you know you have to use little things like this in your toolbox because again like I said when you're looking at the money and again we talk about baseball we've been off the air for two weeks a lot of baseball has obviously been played the teams that uh are in the top of their division are not make, are not making you money if they're always favorites and you just have to look I mean that's just the reality Houston is not I mean Houston's forty six and, and twenty two so you can do the math you're up a tremendous amount of games you're up six hundred dollars betting them every single game this season can you imagine that Brian you're forty six and twenty two and you're up. Six, if you're betting out to win $100 a game, you have a literally a winning margin of 24 games. Because they're always a favorite, you're up 600 bucks. Uh, yeah, it, listen, it's money management, and there's, there's just so much more that goes into this to at the end of the day, at the end of a week, at the end of the month, at the end of a year, to make it worth your while to do this. Yeah, I mean, listen, you look at a team like Boston. It's my bad Boston accent. They're 34 no, no, that, and 34. That, yeah, that, that, you know what? Listen, no, listen. No, no, no. I you're, work, you're, I, no yeah. you're really good. I got to work on that. That one's uh, listen, rugged. <laughs> that was, listen, that's the Brooklyn in me. Listen, they're 34 and 34. So they're even, Brian. You should be even. You're, you're even right now, right? It's amazing. You're down eleven. You're down eleven hundred and seventeen dollars with an even record. How the old streak? The reason, how about the streaks in baseball? That, that, that so. So you know, this is one of the things. You know, I've been looking at these. One thing that is quite evident is that winning streaks are not as long as losing streaks. So you know, it's amazing. Um, I did a video last week on my YouTube channel. 
that um, on a particular day there was actually more winning streaks than losing streaks, but it's rare. I mean, right now when you're looking at this, I mean, this is what you have. You have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 teams on a streak. So I'll elaborate. Right now you have uh, five games on a losing streak. Miami lost six in a row. Pittsburgh lost five in a row. Toronto lost five in a row. Diego lost three in a row. Boston has lost three in a row. Now, when you flip that to the other side on the winning streak side, Atlanta's won five in a row. Colorado. Now, this is the re- now there, there's six games on a on a winning streak. But here's the amazing part. Well, what do you define as a winning streak? Well, you start the winning That's streak exactly basically on it. the second. So you start the winning streak on the second game. So you have one team that has won five games in a row. You have. Five teams that have won two in a row going for three in a row tonight. Colorado has won two in a row. St. Louis has won two in a row. The Angels have won two in a row. Back to that Houston, they've won two in a row. And Minnesota's won two in a row. So, again, when you, when you, when you look, if you are out there and you're, you're, you want to do it yourself, you're better off pouncing on the teams on a losing streak because you're going to get a much longer streak. Now, the average losing streak so far this season has been an average of about eight games. So if you're looking at Miami, for instance, usually you just get this little mean reversion where you're going to basically get a bounce. So, again, depending upon the price and depending upon the line, you've got to be careful. If you're, if you're at this stage of the game and Miami has lost six in a row, I'm, I'm going to take the contrarian side, and I would say, now is when you'd want to grab Miami and start playing small in Miami to get that little bounce plus because they're not going to lose 20 in a row. I mean, they could. Anything is possible, right? Oakland, I think, won 10 in a row um, or 11 in a row, and then Houston's won 10 in a row this season. Let but me, Miami, go ahead. No, let me ask both you guys this because um, we talk about the streaks, and you guys are, uh, and specifically, I know, John, uh, I haven't known you for a long time now, uh, your pension for – uh, lining up with the right big dog in baseball at the right time. But we talk about streaks, winning streaks, losing streaks. And I'm wondering if, if here's here's another little cool thing maybe we should really start paying attention to. Uh, just perusing the standings here. Tampa Bay, 18 and 15 at home. They're 23 and 10 on the road. All right, 13 right. games over 500 on the road. Um, you know, Minnesota's just been good everywhere. Uh, but there were a couple of them I was scanning through here where teams are uh, actually better on the road uh, than they are at home. I think Pittsburgh may be one of those teams. Yeah, 13 and 18 at home, 17 and 18 on the road. And uh, the other one is Arizona. Two games under 500 at home, but they're four games over 500 on the road. And and those are are plus-price opportunities more often than not. Absolutely, because when you look at a team like Tampa Bay tied up with the Yankees at 41-25, and 25, they're minus $292 at home. Um, and so when you look at – so, again, back to the, the win-loss records, it is amazing you can have a 25-game edge and be a good team. You're not making, your, you're not making betters any money. Um, so you, what we've noticed is that – so here's what we've noticed this year, and, and, again, usually back to that original 50% in college – pro football as well as basketball as we just talked about in the NBA. It is off right now. Now the All-Star break is July 9th. It'll be interesting to see what happens after the uh, the All-Star break, but right now st- 
straight up favorites are winning at an unprecedented 61 percent so they're 599 and 383 so you you literally have an extremely high percentage of favorites winning even though they're not making the they're not making the clients money right so we just went over those numbers and when i say they're not making the clients money what i mean is um to be up 25 games and be in the profit of 500 bucks at this point in the season is yes, you're technically up money, but it's not the risk isn't there worth the reward. If you're if you're spot playing dogs, you're making a lot more money, even though they're only winning 40 percent of the time. The thing is, though, if the line makers do what they do in every other sport, it should snap back and end the season at 50 percent. Whether that starts after the All-Star break on July 9th or start soon will be interesting because when that happens, these favorites are going to go down in flames. They're going to absolutely get crushed. They're going to torture all the people following these teams with the great records, and these dogs are going to just bark to the bank in a big way. And again, when you look at a team like the Orioles as a perfect example, for all they're losing, 21 and 45, yes, they have a losing, you're down money, you're down 900 bucks. So again, why are you only down 900 bucks betting on the Orioles? The reason why is because you're always getting them as a dog. So if you're not mindlessly betting the Orioles every game, but you're spot playing opportunities with the Orioles, you actually could be up. I know a lot of betters that are up a lot of money playing the Orioles, even though they've only won 21 games, picking and choosing their spots. The worst money team in baseball, which falls in line with the record, is Kansas City. So they're 21 and 45, but they're still not even down what their record is. They're only down 1,700 bucks, and and that's because again they've had um, they've been a favorite. So that's the difference. So if you look at the difference, Brian, Kansas City has been a favorite 12 times versus the Orioles have been a favorite twice. Kansas City is six and six as a favorite. And Baltimore is one and one as a favorite. So when you you're you're getting far less value on Kansas City. That's why the irony is, and I said this early in in the season. Don't be surprised if the Orioles make betters a lot of money because they'll almost never be a favorite. So when you're a bad team, guys, if you're listening out there, if you're a bad team, but you get a nice percentage of being a favorite, that takes a lot of the value out of the money that you're betting. Same thing with Seattle. They're 28 and 42, but they've been a favorite 20 times and they have a winning record. They're 11 and 9. They obviously were winning last night against the um, Minnesota Minnesota came back and won that game. But let's say Seattle would have won that game last night. Now you're talking 12-9. and nine. So, so uh, again, uh, excuse me, they were a dog last night. Scratch that. But the point is, they've been a favorite 20 times. They're in the bottom of their division. And then when you look at Miami, Miami is the only team that bests the Orioles on being a favorite. Miami is 1-0 and as a favorite, 22-41 and as a dog. So, guys, if you're listening, we said, you know, bet the Orioles every time they're a favorite. You also better bet Miami because you've only had one bet the entire season, Brian. And, Michael, and are, are there are good. there a handful of teams or trends or angles or things uh, that have historically worked for you? I mean, I, John just rattled off a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, and that, that's the beauty of this because sometimes we'll talk and hash things out and, hey, all of a sudden you land on something. I wonder if there are – Certain trends, teams, uh, angles, things that have worked for you over the years, and maybe they even kick in maybe at this time of year or maybe the back third of the season. What are some of the things you focus on? Well, primarily, I, I try to limit exposure and my risk. So 
even if my math model has a pretty hefty favorite on the road, I'll do the run line specifically just because no, no matter how good the play selection is, anything could happen with an injury or just a pitcher just not having a good game that particular day. So you can't risk 200 and 300 you know, on the road. Now, I would never take that at home because you're not going to get that bottom of the ninth, but primarily on the road, a lot of these teams don't win by a run. If they win, they win by a lot more. And considering you get that ninth inning, it's valuable. And like yesterday, you know, one of our selections was the Twins. They were at home. We had to lay the wood because if you were to lay the run line, you would have lost. We won. They won by one run in the bottom of the ninth. So, I mean, the top of they, they won by run, period. So they didn't have the bottom of the ninth. So you don't want to ever get caught laying a run and a half at home Whereas on the road, you could find value where you could take that huge favorite that happens to be on the math model that you are going to play anyway, but to limit the exposure over the course of the season, you're going to win more times than not. They're not, yeah, you're going to lose a couple games where they, they win by a run and, you know, you wouldn't cover because you're laying a run and a half. But over the course of the season, doing that over and over again, limiting that, that exposure, you're, you could get by and that's a trend that I tru- truly follow all the time, especially, you know, into the summer. Yeah, I mean, right now the favorites are 599 to 383, 61% straight up on the money line, while the plus one and a half is 58%, 361 and 273. So you're, you're literally talking about the fact that, you know, at home, plus one and a half, you're winning more. Now, again, the money management's a big issue because you're making them, uh, obviously, big favorites when you're giving them the plus one and a half. But that's because you don't get the – that's why you don't – you can only really lay that one and a half on the road. You can't lay it at home. And um, the numbers bear it out, 61% favorites versus 58% dogs. Curious, fellas, you get the Women's World Cup. I know you guys are soccer mavens. Uh, we got the CONCACAF Gold Cup coming up. Uh, anything on the on the women's thing? Uh, yeah, what was it? A blowout yesterday? It was all over the news. Yeah, the women won thirteen to zero. No, 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 thirteen nil. Get it right. Yeah, yeah, soccer. Yeah, okay. We don't have zero. They, they won thirteen nil. Um, you know, the media was giving them crap about. You know, they they should have held off when they were already up five six seven zero. But look, it's the World Cup. Point differentials matter. So if you could put up a lot of goals. That matters. So it's not just a win. Come on. I was doing it. Goal differential matters. We're talking about 13. I'm very passionate about this. Listen, listen, the last three. I'm on the air yesterday, and I'm watching the game while I'm on the air. And when it was 7 nothing, I said if it was a fight, they'd stop it. Okay. Then, and then they score three more in the last three, four minutes of the game. And they're running around like their hair's on fire. Like, they just won the game with every goal. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm a believer in the hockey gods, the soccer gods. Uh, thir- 13? I mean, okay. Well, look, I think you you, you, it, you just settled the goal differential thing. Uh, they need three weeks to catch them after 10. Well, and, and besides... So you sound like the New England Patriots so, skins look, game. I well, get it. But no, no. at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, this is the World Cup. And... Yeah. Once they were up seven to eight zero, they put in. They got the reserves in. Yeah, but there's some only three people. Have, it's not like they cleared the bench. Some of these people have bench. never scored. They've never scored in the World Cup. This but, is a big opportunity Mike, for them. They're trying to. Mike, look, let me I here. Let it, me but, let me paint a picture for you. Okay, uh, here. 
uh, the Steelers are playing the Ravens, okay? And it's thir- in the playoffs. In the playoffs. And it's 38 nothing. Okay? The Steelers are beating your team 38 nothing. And they get the ball at the 2-yard line with 10 seconds left and the clock's running. Well, the and, and they and they line up and run the ball in the end zone. That, it's the same thing. That's a little different. No, it's but not. Listen, I can assure you both, if Kansas City goes, they're going to go down on the no, no, The point differential doesn't matter in the playoffs. This You can't compare the two. But it's but 13 goals. The playoffs, the best, but look at last year in the playoffs when Brady was at home versus the Chargers, and they were just putting up. They were up 35-0 to zero in the third quarter. They didn't let up. Mike, it was classless. Listen, I mean, if you if you watch the you end of this, you don't see Belichick laying uh, up. You know, he, I, I, he wasn't giving. But it. I get it. But listen, I, I'm telling you, question, Brian, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me, let me, wait, wait a second. I'm just telling. You. I mean, who the, had the, the heavyweight champion? The, the ball would go out. The ball would go out of bounds, and it, I mean, the U.S. would run and could get it in as fast as they could, and attack immediately. It's like. It's a soccer game. We watch all these idiot soccer games where it, there are times when it's paint dry and you just pass it around with possession at midfield, and that they were they went for their lungs. You know what it the was best ridiculous. part about it, Brian? I got to pull the replay in Spanish and listen to the guy say "goal" thirteen times. That guy, that guy, he should sponsor chloroseptic lozenges. He's got no voice left. <laughs> Listen, boxing. Let's talk about boxing because we know we have these big prices in the in, in 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 golf world and horse racing and exotic wagers. I mean, did you consider throwing a little money down on that heavyweight fight? What was the guy? Twenty-two to one or two hundred to one? What was it, Mike? Uh, uh, did you did you do anything on that boxing match? No, I was on vacation, man. But I it, uh-huh. but but well, that would be the definition of pardon the pun, puncher's chance, right? Anybody can win if they get hit. You never know. That's why they play the game, you know. I've heard that. But, you know, it was the biggest <laughs> upset in boxing history. So that, you know, do you look to fade that game? I mean, I, I, Oh, I mean, wait, I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas had to be, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 you're right. Buster Douglas. But in the, let's say in the recent future. That's fair. Uh, uh, you know, but what I would say is when you're looking for, my whole thing is when you're looking at golf, and you're looking at horse racing, and you're looking at boxing, you really always have to take the position of just throwing a little, sprinkle a little on the dogs for lottery tickets. I mean, that's just the way I view it. I know with horse racing, I can't, I'm not a professional like you, but I'm just saying, like, you know, um, what would you say the ratio, and you probably, you might not know, since you're a horse racing enthusiast, what would you say the ratio of dogs you know, chalk coming in because there's sometimes oh, no, no, I have been I know at the it track. Is. It's chalk all day long. No, it, the, I, the it's funny. It's an anomaly. It's like oh, like the odds makers. How do they do that? It's like that's like one out of every three games falls on the number or right around the number. But right. ba- basically, the general premise in horse racing is the favorite wins a third of the time. Oh, so it's a bad bet. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's are times when literally the horse has to fall down to lose. But uh, generally speaking, it, yeah, it's not as much as you would think. The the the, the actual post time favorite uh, pro- wins less than a third of the time. Right. So, real quick, for because I know I'll get a lot of calls when we get off the air. Yes, I would play Yamamoto. I just wanted to say his name, <laughs> Yamamoto. 
I would play a little something on Yamamoto because um, you know what? They've lost six in a row, and they're at home. Now, here's another interesting, uh, and I've done this on the radio before. I'm going to give it away. If you really want to be aggressive with Yamamoto, because you know you have the edge of 58% home dogs plus one and a half in your favorite, and you normally have to lay a price, you can take Miami tonight plus one and a half. Pick them. You're always, always looking for those dogs, so that's man. Huge. Well, that's yeah, well, huge. and how rare is that? I mean, when you're when you're plus well, one plus and a half, one and a half, pick them at home. Uh, that's insane. It. That's never, insane. Never, never. You'll get the plus one and a half on the road with the dog money, but you're not going to get it at home. You're never going to get a, a plus price or a basically. To me, that is a plus price. To me, it is. Pick them, at home, you're get you're get they can lose that game by one, and they have the bottom of the ninth inning regardless of what the score is. That that that's huge value. But you know, when you look at teams like now, let's talk about fading teams because this is another great matchup, and it just happens to be while we're on the air talking about streaks. Pittsburgh yep. has lost five in a row. Again, these streaks usually start getting tired in baseball. Atlanta has won five in a row. They're playing each other. I love these matchups, Brian. I love them. I that's when you get a little action on Keller. He doesn't have a as fancy a name Keller plus the deuce plus the two hundred. And, and also, and, and when these streaks are going too, that, and again the, the V word, but I mean, but the the numbers are skewed because of the streak. So you're you're getting overlaid prices on a dog because of a streak. Well, so I wonder. I wonder how many people actually are starting to catch on to this because. The opening number, coincidentally, on Soroka was he was 260. He's come down 60 cents if you look at the Don Best screen, a team that's playing a team that's lost five in a row. So maybe people are listening. They're starting to understand that streaks aren't that, you know, you're not going to get a lot of 10-game winning streaks or 9-game winning streaks in baseball. So what I will say is there's a sweet spot. And the sweet spot, and this is where, again, tonight it's just a perfect night. The sweet spot is that, when you get to win five in a row, you must win three in a row. So what I don't like to do is I don't like to fade teams that have won two in a row. So I like to lay off them or be on the right side of that streak because the odds statistically is that three in a row is a very frequent streak, even four in a row in baseball. And tonight you have those five teams, Colorado, St. Louis, the Angels, Houston, and Minnesota. You don't want to fade those teams because there's a good possibility. You could literally have five teams tomorrow that have won three in a row. Is it likely that they're all going to win? No. But is it likely that if there's five games that it's going to be three and two? Probably. And I haven't looked at the price on each one of those games. So when you start fading those, that, that, that sweet spot of the fade of the streak is, I would say, game five, game six, game seven, so on and so forth, up to that game ten, unless you know, unless you have two teams this season that have done it, uh, Oakland and Houston. All right, let me ask you boys, on a Wednesday night in Maryland, is it steamy, humid Maryland yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, Are you I just gonna... had to get the beard. I had to get the beard trim because it was, it was like covering my entire – face because of the humidity will you be on a steamy humid wednesday night in maryland watching a hockey game tonight i will be brian game seven there's nothing like it man I, I, and i hope it goes overtime i hope the, hope the team uh, okay, i want so, to win wins but i hope it goes to overtime so, but here's the issue that i have with this being a favorite dog guy 
how can you make a game seven almost a two buck price? Now it's come down ten cents. It opened at seventy five cents, then it went up to ninety five cents. Now currently, as we're doing this, it's eighty five cents. I mean, the other team, St. Louis, has gotten to game seven. So I'm going to say that word that you hate: the value is taking St. Louis. I I don't even know that it's value, bud. And when I when I and I'll tell you this, I mean, it's a gift. <laughs> I. Uh, we'll see. Boston could kill them, but St. Louis is nine and three on the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They well, play a better you, brand of hockey on the road. Have you ever seen a team where the line flips when you, on the puck line? The same number minus one eighty five Boston, St. Louis minus one eighty five plus a puck and a half. Yeah, well, the majority of playoff games are one-goal games, right? So, I mean, that, you know what that, I'm saying that, is, that, have you ever seen a money up. line flip like that? It's the same money line on both sides. Both sides, you could lay 185 tonight, depending upon your play. Uh, so in some places, we'll have the the three-way line, right? I mean, you could you could do a regulation play as well, right? So, I mean, like I said, what is now most game sevens? I mean, we might as well get it out of you because we have till next season to talk about it. Um, you might as well give out a free winner, Brian. Most game sevens, do they go over or do they go under? Uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, I, and I, and I, it, went, it went from under 50 cents to over 35 cents. How does a line move that big? Well, it's, an, it's, in, a, in, double, it's a double, it's an elimination game, right? I mean, you could get three empty netters. You know that, right. that that's the premise there, but I do believe the the way the game will be played, uh, especially if St. Louis gets the first goal, uh, then you're looking at a two one game, uh, a three one game, late, um, and if St. Louis can get the first goal, then they'll go into that mode of what's successful for them, and that's dump and chase, four check. and protect the puck. Don't get fancy when they get home. They get fancy. They try to uh, make the perfect pass and the highlight real goal. When they're on the road, they dump it off the wall. They never go up the middle. They play smart, and they crash the net. Well, you know, so I, I think it's, so it's listen, a great chess why don't we, you want to you take a break, and then yeah. let's, let's, de- de- let's dive into this Toronto-Golden State matchup when we come back. I think we can do that, sir. Uh, let's take a timeout. And we're glad you're with us on Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. And if you want to chat with John and Mike, the number is 800-209-1679. Sports Insider Radio. We'll take a quick time out. We'll be right back. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. 
Odds.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. We're back with you here, Sports Insider Radio. Bring John and Mike back into the fray. You know, it's funny. All those years, you've run that spot. I, I never heard that before. I, I, I don't know why it resonated with me today. I mean, I've heard the spot a thousand times. But have people called you, John, uh, and said, you know what? I am actually walking with an air of confidence. No, that's just usually me. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to give that confidence to the to the to the, the players shaking their heads saying, Why me, why me now? You know who really walks with air of confidence when you drop him off at Pimlico? Woo! He walks with air of confidence. You know what? Hold on. Uh, it's, what is today? Hold on. Today is... They blocked the valet this time. He got Wait a, a break because he couldn't walk right in. Hold on. It is June 12th, 2019. The, when was that? Two, was that like 2015, Mike? Earlier, 2014, that fabled Pimlico day? I mean, I've learned my lesson because this no, year... No, no, but how long ago? Reserved. how long ago was it? It's probably two years ago. No. No, it was actually oh, no. three years ago. No, okay. Three. Well, I think we should, John, let them up. I think we should put a moratorium. Uh, let's get this guy walking in with with a yeah. with a with an air of well, confidence. You know, <laughs> I so I got look, your back, whole, Mike. Let, you know, I want to let's segue. This is a good little end because we're you know we're, we got fifteen minutes of give or take less in the show. The, the confidence thing is look that's psychology of sports betting or financial trading, which is. If you're going into this with a negative attitude thinking it's rigged for you to lose, like the bookmaker's your enemy, because this, this is what I see on, you, you know, I'm not active on Twitter, but I watch, and I see on gambling Twitter, everybody's talking about breaking the book and beating the The book is providing liquidity. The book doesn't care whether you win. The book doesn't care whether you lose. I don't believe that you've ever walked up to the window yelling at the ticket writer. I know I have never walked up to the window yelling at the ticket writer like they were my enemy. They're there to take my wager. And so this, what I notice when you talk to people on the phone, Brian, is that they believe that it's stacked against them because they don't understand the money management aspect, which it is stacked against you. If you're going to play the same amount on every game and you don't understand that the line makers are going to be literally within four games on 1,300 games, yes. So if you want to have an air of confidence and you want to be confident that you can beat, not even beat, Make a profit in the sports wagering game instead of thinking that you're beating up or taking money from the book 
like they're your enemy, you'll have more confidence. Does that make sense, Brian? Mm-hmm. Absolutely does. You don't walk in if you lose a bet. You're not mad at the ticket writer, are you? No, of, of course not. Right. And, and, and they're on the front lines. I mean, but but you, you've been in a book. You walk you walk in there, and, and when when there's a controversial play or a, a fumble or a pick or so, let's talk about the conference now. Let's segue back to get the last game. So, do you think there were some shenanigans with that call at the end of the game? I'll let you or Mike talk about the Warriors. What the hoops? Yeah. What call? What was it? Was that uh, when they they stopped the clock and they said, "Hold on"? They re- they didn't give him the call. He, no, he tipped it in. They said it was listen, offensive. That game, offensive foul. That, was, that, that, was game, that, that was game. That was rim interference. No, no, that, that, I didn't know issue with the refs at all. I, you know what? That game was over. Toronto's coach blew the game. I mean, you're on a 10-0 run. The Warriors are completely gassed. A 10-0 run, you're up six, the place, the roof is coming off, you grab a rebound, and you're coming down to get another and force Golden State to call a timeout, and and the Toronto coach calls timeout. I mean, all he did was give Golden State a chance to get, what was he thinking? That was the worst timeout in the history of basketball. It was hilarious. I was watching the game with my partner, and his, he's 63, and his 93-year-old father, and his 93-year-old father was yelling at the TV. I never saw him so jacked up ever going, how could you do it? Because you know, he had Toronto. <laughs> well, it was insane. I was like, what was he possibly thinking there? Yeah, I mean, so this goes back to, does one player make a team? Um, does home court, uh, home is there a home team advantage? Do you take the analysis that okay? I mean, look, if you're thinking with just purely information and you want to have an edge and you want to think you want to be contrarian, you have to take Toronto, or you or you well, or you fall into the play you, the four and a half. Here's how you handicap this out. game. Here's how Go you ahead. handicap. I'm telling you. I mean, Golden State is mangled, beat up. Uh, Cousins came in and saved their bacon, and he wasn't even going to play. I mean, he was buried at the end of the bench. Kerr had to use him. Cousins came in and at least got them to the locker room at halftime, and they found a way. Uh, but they are—they're a mash unit. They're worn down. Toronto's fresh. They, Leonard's playing at a ridiculous level, and at the moment, Toronto's got depth. There's only one way that Toronto doesn't win this game, and believe me, it's a thing, and that's pressure. Because well, if you—if you watch the, those faces on those people. Uh, in that building, when that game ended, uh, it, you know, they were crestfallen. So, this is what I go back to, and I say it in every game seven or championship game in college sports, which is these little short line spots. If you don't, I don't, do you expect Toronto to cover two and a half and lose by? My point is, if you're listening out there and you want to bet uh, Toronto, who do you man up. Who do you think's That's winning? The money line. Who do you think's right. winning? Bet the money line because that spread is going to come. That line opened up at four. Those the pros bet it down so quick it went from four, boom to two. Now it's back up to two and a half because again. So now let's talk about home field advantage. But, but here's uh, here, but here, wait, talk about well, it you're, you're, talk, you're talking about home court advantage, home field, whatever. Um, the other thing is, can Golden State really lose every game at home in this series, Mike? <laughs> I mean, look, I, you're. I'm thinking back to every game in the series where teams are not holding home court, home court whatsoever, and it's very unpredictable. But you made a very good point, Brian, regarding you know the basically 
Golden State is so worn out. Cousins is good in spots, but as we saw, he had a great game. You can't trust him. Um, in game three, and then had a bad game four, then had a good game five. You can't he, – he's not – look, he's just coming back from injury. He, his conditioning isn't there, and he just can't put in two games in a row. So we thought up to this point. So you can't lean on a guy like that this late in the season coming back from injury to give you a big night every night. But the, the one thing well, I would say. Needs, well, he only needs one night. He doesn't need every yeah. two more nights. But the one thing he's I would thinking, say. But you, you keep thinking it's game seven. No, but, but, but the point is you, you, they got to win this game. I mean, the Warriors have to win They got to win this game. But again, the Warriors live and die by the three. And look, they have the best backcourt, shooting backcourt of all time. We get that. But if the role players are beat up and they're not as deep with Durant not in there, yeah, they, they were playing off the emotional Durant-Achilles injury, which you don't want to get me started on that. He had When I saw the original injury a month ago, it was an Achilles injury. They said it was a calf strain, and it was an Achilles injury, and he re-aggravated now the whole free agency is going to be hectic. But going back to the game, the Splash Brothers have to play at a high caliber all game long like they did. They put up 76 points. You know, they put up 70% almost out of the Warriors' points. Well, here's the key, My, Michael, the key. I'm telling you, I mean, uh, they got one shot. And, and the one thing that maybe does uh, in a small way lean in their favor at the moment is don't forget, Thompson, what did he miss? Game three, right? He, right. Did, he didn't play game three. Then he came back in game four. He looked a lot better in Game 5. So if that injury's right. on the mend, and now if Thompson, to a degree, is playing close to full strength, they got more than a puncher's chance. No, I mean, look, they're, they're the defending champion. They're the dynasty that they did well without Durant. They won a title without him. They play well. I mean, but I just don't think they're deep enough. Iguodala's hurt right now. He's, he's resting. He's, he's got an ankle issue. Looney's coming back off injury. Again, they are much more beat up than the Raptors. But the Raptors, be, look, we know Kawhi's going to get his 30. We know that. We, the guy's incredible. But who's going to be the guy that steps up? They need a big game from Van Fleet. They need a big game from Powell. They need Siaka maybe to have a really big game like he did in game one of the finals when he had 30. And Ibaka to play good defense. Look, Kyle Lowry and 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 Kawhi are going to get theirs. We just need those role players. And I mean, look, look, you both have to take the opportunity. To, you have to also see that these guys are going to drill deep because here's the thing. You know, you, I'm thinking about what Brian just said. Like, you know, Toronto's got. Listen, they know next year they have no shot. Durant's out. He's gone. He's gone the whole year. He's probably going to miss the whole season. And even if he was going to stay with him. So, I mean, that team isn't going to be, like, in a spot to probably, you know, get here again for a while. So, this is it, man. They got a roll. And now they're at home. You know, you know, the line makers remember, the edge right now to the favorites is only four games. So, obviously, it's anybody's game on the closing number. But, I mean, as it gets closer to game time, what I look to cover for, like you said, if I thought, look, I think the value is laying the money line. You're only laying 40 cents. People lay more than 40 cents all day long in every baseball game. You're laying more than 40. To lay 40 cents on the Warriors just for the outright win, to me, is a, is a value play. 
And then the other aspect of it, I mean, and you know, speak this, uh, or get it out there that your halftime plays have been uh, spectacular. So uh, if folks want to get hold of you, that uh, there's the game within the game as yes. well. And listen, talking about that, let's also talk about. And I know we don't have a lot of time, but. You know, where I've been making a lot of money for my, my trading clients is taking advantage of in-game live wagering with baseball favorites against really bad teams. So let me give you a perfect example. Uh, the other day, Houston was $300 favorite against the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore was at Houston. They jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. Houston went from a $300 favorite to plus 140 in the fifth inning, Brian. I'm going to repeat that. They went from minus 300 to plus 140. And the score and was? They, the they, were down, the they were down three? They were down three. Yeah. So I jumped on that for, obviously, they limit you small money. And next thing you know, it's 3-3, three, three, and they came back and they won the game. But, I mean, to me, it wasn't. Those are spots that if you're monitoring these bad teams that are at the bottom of their divisions, you can get a lot of value on a lot of times these teams lose games because they have big leads and and they or they have a lead and then their their bullpen just just can't hang. So, you know, look for Kansas City, look for Miami, look for Baltimore to actually have a lead early in first 5 innings and then if you can get that in-game live number, it's usually a good price because you're now taking that huge favorite, you've converted them to a dog. Again, I mean, it, it, there's an appetite for all this, and there are options. And then, uh, it, and not only, it gives you, there are times, right, where, okay, if it maybe, hey, things didn't start the way you want it, and you, you got a way to get out of it, but there are legitimate opportunities to cash two tickets or multiple tickets in a game. There absolutely are, and that's the other thing. I was getting text all morning going, any early action, any early action, and that's, the, you know, we, we always talk about it. Sometimes the best bet you make is the one you don't make. So, you know, again, just because there's early action, on a Wednesday, uh, you don't need to be involved in Tampa Bay, Oakland, 2-2, top of the eighth. You don't need to be involved in Cleveland, Cincinnati, 4-1, top of the sixth. But let's use Cleveland as a perfect example. I'm not instructing anybody to do this, but if you were going to apply that strategy, what you would do is you would take Cleveland now live. So Cleveland is losing 4-1 to in the top of the sixth inning. They get the bottom of the ninth inning. And they're originally a hundred and sixty dollar favored. So now I don't know what the actual price is. I'm going to check while we're on there. But you can get some good good value in spots like that. But what it requires, Brian, is work for the person at work or the person that's not a professional sports better or trader. He can't sit there. That's what we do. We're sitting here. We're monitoring this information live, and that's the value of where you can. You don't have to just bet it and forget it. I'm not saying it doesn't require uh, more work, but let us do the work for you. I mean, right now, I'm looking at this right now. Um, Cleveland is plus 352, Brian. Cleveland, I'm going to repeat that, was a $160 favorite. They're losing 4-1 to one in the top of the sixth inning. So they still have the bottom of the sixth, and they are plus 350. And then we come back to, if you hit one out of three of those, you're making down. You're good. 
you're good. Exactly. And look, you look. The, let's just the places uh, far beyond, and even the local city uh, jurisdictions that have wagering now. They don't. They don't. There's no big money going down on these live bets. These are small bets. So you're not. You know, nobody's going to take five dimes on an in-game live wagering. Usually, you're going to be limited to about five hundred dollars maximum, even in Vegas on the apps. But the point is, is that these are the things that the average person they're not even looking at. They're not realizing the, the average person bet Cleveland before the game, and they're losing a hundred and sixty dollar chalk favorite. And they're they're like, oh man, I can't believe my team's down four to one. Not realizing they could take a quarter of that and go back live and basically cover their whole bet if they come back and win. All right, man, Michael, what what's what's up and coming for you? Well, I will uh, I will be taking a little bit of a tour. You, you'll still be here next week, though. I'll be here next week. I'll be away at Aruba the following week for a nice week. You know, it's summertime, so I try to get my. Uh, get my rest in and get ready for football season it's gonna be a great year i'm excited but the summer is just starting man mlb's been one of the best mlb seasons for us that i've ever had so i'm very excited i almost don't want it to end but you know my love for the game of football comes around and fantasy comes back and you know it's on you know real quick we have about a minute and a half left but the the one thing i would say uh john we we talk about this every year people are going nuts and, and they're having a, a good baseball season and all of a sudden football comes and they stop doing what they're winning at because yeah, they love guys, because they know, love football yeah, so much well so that's the whole thing right i'm a father i'll be trick-or-treating on october 31st game seven of the world series is the day before halloween october 30th so we have so much baseball left you have the all-star break july 9th july 10th to october 30th is the second half of the season and again I do not forget. The clients forget, and they want to forget like it doesn't exist, especially on a Saturday when there's college uh, uh, football and and there's baseball simultaneously. But, again, it goes back to why are you doing this. Are you doing this because you're a fan? If you're doing this because you're a fan, you're not even betting baseball right now. The fan, he's waiting for football anyway. He, you know, Let's be very clear about that, Brian. The fan is not betting baseball right now. The fan is waiting, and he's researching his fantasy and his draft for the NFL, and he's all excited about that. And he's really... He's already. He's not even looking at this stuff. So if you're listening and you're looking to have an edge, you're already. You've already beat beat yourself in, in out of the, the bad habits of betting because you love a sport. And that goes back to playing where you have an edge. So again, I gave it out. I'm going to reiterate so I can listen to this next week. Uh, Miami <laughs> plus one eighty and plus one and a half, Brian. And the Pittsburgh Pirates on a five-game losing streak, plus the money, plus a deuce against Atlanta tonight. Let's see how. Orioles. Oh, and the Orioles because it's the third time they're a favorite. Brian. Mike, he could have just said, "I'm going to say it again," but he had to say reiterate. So we think he's smart. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> hey, we're done. A little bit. We're done. Put a little bit on a parlay as well. You're the best. Parlay all three, Brian. There you go. There you go, boys. SportsInsiderRadio.com is a lot of fun. Check out the website. You can give the guys a call as well. Check it out. 800-209-1679. Sports Insider Radio. It's the Vegas Bowl, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. 
The White House is asserting executive privilege over subpoenaed documents related to adding a citizenship question to the 2020 census. Now, this is after, though, the Attorney General and Department of Justice turned over 15,000 documents, and the Commerce Secretary also turned over over 10,000 documents. As the President is welcoming the President of Poland to the White House, the President was asked about the citizenship question. I think it's totally ridiculous that we would have a census without asking, but the Supreme Court is going to be ruling on it soon. I think when a census goes out, you should find out whether or not, and you have the right to ask whether or not somebody is a citizen of the United States. The bill to permanently extend funding for the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund is moving forward in Congress. Today, the House Judiciary Committee